0: I am Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about connection has two sides. So this month, in the month of August, we're working on connection. We're doing a challenge to connect on a new level with God, our purpose, our loved ones, and our community. And something I've been thinking about is connection has two sides. And sometimes we can be trying to connect. For example, this week we're working on connecting with our loved ones. And sometimes we can try to connect, but maybe that person that we're trying to connect with is not reciprocating. They're not not trying to give us that connection back to us. And it takes two sides to be able to truly connect. And sometimes that can be frustrating. And so I felt like um, something God was prompting me last night. I was doing some journaling and something he was prompting was saying this, you know, over the first couple of weeks of this connection challenge, we focused on getting connected with God. Just bringing some presence and some awe and some honor into our time of connection with God. Just connecting with him on a new level. And then we worked on connecting spirit, soul, and physical body. Because often there's this disconnect where we see all these amazing promises that God has made. But we're not seeing them fulfilled. We're not seeing them come into pass in our life and it's connecting spirit soul and body building that bridge through the soul through our mind and emotions where all those good things that he put in christ can begin to flow through us and so we start to build that bridge and then we start to connect with other people and i felt like what god was showing me is that when you're in those times when you're trying to connect with somebody but they're not really connecting with you don't get focused on that gap don't get focused on that disconnect because it can get you down, it can get you very discouraged. But if you'll focus on the other side, focus on taking that connection with God that you have. Take that connection with God that you have and bring that connection to that person. And you become kind of the bridge in the middle where you're connecting God and that person together. So take that connection with God, rather than focusing on the gap in the connection on this side, Focus on the other side. Focus on taking your connection with God to that other person. And let's put our focus there. You staying connected with God. Because when you do that, eventually it's just a natural seamless overflow. It becomes that beautiful fit that we talk about. That that beautiful solution. You just take that more natural approach. Because often we try to force connection. And it doesn't really work the way we want it to work. Often when we try to force it. So just changing in focus, just a reframing of perspective when it comes to connection. But So we're going to be taking communion over this today. Just asking God for wisdom and insight and understanding into this connection and how it has two sides and asking for his help to take our connection with him into our relationships with other people. Now, you might be asking, why are we taking communion every day? Every day? Well, I would have thought that was weird a while back. About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. At the time, I was running my personal training business. And the business started out great, but I got into some tough times. And I had some months where I'm losing thousands of dollars in a month. Just had the weight and stress and pressure of the business on me. My life was very unbalanced. And really, one day, I came across the challenge. to start reading a, a um, one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. And that one challenge just changed the whole course of my life. Because one day I was reading Proverbs 13, and It just seemed to jump off the page of me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to start creating manuals and lessons and teaching for every area of life that I could pass on one day. And really, I had no clue where to start, but I began to seek, began to seek after God, began to press into him, and he began to teach me this whole new way of living. We make him the source. We make him the center of everything. We learn how to rest. We learn how to trust in him. We allow him to do the work through us. And I just began to document the things that he was taking me through. It wasn't always easy all the time. I mean, I had to change to learn to do things a new way. I had to change. I had to repent. I had to grow. I just began to document the things he was taking me through. And it turned into a series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe daily communion is the thing that God has shown me is the most important thing. You know, why do we take communion? Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. It's an opportunity to remember him. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. The Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So I found that personally, communion can be like an activation that sets in motion all of the benefits of this new covenant. We can take these promises that God has made us and we can activate them in our life, make them real and active and relevant in our life. We can see, we can experience God's help walking out those promises from that point on in our life. But how we take communion also matters. We're not just doing it to check the box. We're doing it as a time to connect with God, to honor the sacrifice of Jesus. We're taking it with the fear of the Lord, with deep honor and reverence for his sacrifice and what his sacrifice means for us today. So the process we typically use, we start with about a two minute long prayer that's mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter one and the prayer of Jabez found in first Chronicles chapter four. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine or judge themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. And I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us. To make your face shine upon us and let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace. Your love and your goodness and to let it flow through us. So that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today, and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes, and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus, amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today. And that's where we talk about, executing our four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some energy and some fun into them today. But before, before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps and stages along the way. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there's some steps and some stages that we go through. I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. And then it's being willing to move forward with his plan, to put off our old ways and to learn to walk out this new way of living. Where we learn to rest, we learn to trust in him and to allow his beautiful plan to unfold in his perfect timing. So our first fundamental Let's get positioned in the light today. Every day, we've got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. And I think it starts with humility, because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. Just taking our position in humility today. And to walk in the light is to walk in love, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best keeping no record of wrongs, delighting in the truth, not rude or arrogant or boastful or envious, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering because love never fails. And to take our position in the light, I think we have to walk in forgiveness, receiving forgiveness from God, forgiving ourselves in the middle, walking in forgiveness with other people. And one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long, I think, is just to stay positioned in gratitude and praise. It's one of the greatest expressions of faith. And when we step into the light, man, there is so much good stuff in the light. When we step into the light, we step into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity that this day today, this day right now today, we have access to all those good things he put in Christ. His spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, purpose and grace, health and energy. It's all available in there. We have to learn how to get in position to receive it and turn on the flow of this. I like to call it a pipeline of living water. This unlimited, inexhaustible supply of everything God has for us in Christ. So first we got to get in position, and then we got to get this pipeline of living water. We got to get it flowing through us, which leads us to our second fundamental, which is to magnify the light. To magnify, we're going to make bigger. Or greater. We're going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. And to magnify the light, I like to think of the example of two different baskets. On one side, I got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, I got a basket full of our praises to God, praising him for who he is, praising him for all that he's done in our lives. And to magnify the light, which basket are we going to fill up with our focus, our thoughts, our words, our attention, our meditation? To magnify the light, we're going to fill up that basket of praise. Even in the face of problems, rather than pouting and venting and complaining and getting down, we're going to turn our focus around. We're going to fill up that basket of praise, praising God for who he is, praising him for all that he's done in our life. Praising him for all that he's done for us in Christ. We're going to fill up that basket of praise. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck out of position. We can be filling up that other basket with venting and complaining and pouting. That's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because wherever we're positioned, whatever we're magnifying, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. When we're out of position, you'll feel just this heaviness and weight and pressure on you might find yourself snapping at people or retaliating at people, giving them the silent treatment, avoiding people. Emotionally, you'll feel the fear and the stress and the worry, feeling down, feeling discouraged. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completion with him. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And all those good things he put in Christ begin to flow. And now the peace and the joy and the love and the spirit and the power, you get into kind of this flow state where everything's flowing. It's a beautiful thing. So first we've got to learn to recognize those symptoms because sometimes we get out of position. And it's learning to recognize those symptoms and get back in position quickly. Turn the tables back around, get back in position. And the good news is this can happen in an instant. This can happen in just a moment. But we've got to pay attention to those symptoms. Now, how do we turn it back around? I think it starts with humility. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. We walk in forgiveness with other people. And we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness and his love. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough, more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. And you go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you. Everything begins to flow again. And when you get those rivers of living water flowing through you, God's going to begin to give you some vision and direction for your life. And we've got to stay tuned in to Him. We've got to stay in step and in rhythm with Him. And one of my favorite ways to do this is with a journal before bed. I like to start at the top with what I call some filters. These filters are just short phrases or statements that I keep rewriting every night to keep me keep things top of mind, to keep my decision-making in line with where I feel like God's leading me in my life. I like to start at the very top. What's the big picture vision? Where do I feel like God's leading me in my life? For me personally, that's abundant life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. I just keep rewriting that phrase every night as a way to keep it top of mind. And then I wanna bring it down into this year. What's the word or the direction I feel like God gave me for this year? In the Abundant Life Blueprint this year, our word for this year is 2022, the year of the beautiful land. I just keep rewriting that phrase over and over. And he's starting to give me some glimpses, some insight into this beautiful land about this rich inheritance that he has for us in Christ and teaching us how to hold fast to that, how to possess it and hold fast and not lose it. And then we want to bring it down into this month. This month, we're prioritizing connection. I just keep rewriting that phrase, connection, connection, connection. And this week, we're specifically working on connecting with our loved ones and looking at how can I take pressure off of them? In life, we're either adding pressure to people or we're taking it away. And pressure often blocks connection. How can I remove some pressure off of people? So I like to start with those filters at the top. And I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify, what went well today? What are the wins for the day? What are the ways I saw God showing up today? And then I like to ask this question, God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. That's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And that leads us to our fourth fundamental which is do what you know to do today. I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God. I was trying to force things to happen, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure everything out rather than resting and trusting in him. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. And I'm getting behind him. And so I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day, because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we start getting connected to Him. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in Him. And when you get to that place of confident faith, with all the doubt and unbelief removed, it does something like make you magnetic. Like make you magnetic. And when you rest, God goes to work and His grace begins to surge. He begins to bring these beautiful solutions into your life. Beautiful solutions, I like to say, are ones that you can never make happen on your own. They're a gift from above, a gift from God. And they are usually the seamless, perfect fit. And they're beautiful. And beauty is attractive and magnetic, and it begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's take a look at this here. Connection has two sides. Like I said, if you're getting frustrated, you're trying to connect with somebody but they're not reciprocating that back. You're not really connecting. You're doing your side, but they're not doing their side. There's a gap there. There's a disconnect. Sometimes that can be very frustrating. And what I feel like I'm learning is don't focus on that disconnect. Don't magnify that because the more you magnify it, it's just going to grow bigger on the inside of you. It's just going to grow bigger into a bigger and bigger problem. Instead, focus on bringing your connection with God to that other person. And if they don't truly connect with you, just keep giving them that grace. That grace that you're experiencing in your connection with God, keep letting that grace flow through you to them. Stay focused on that connection. Because it'll keep you positioned in the light. It'll keep you magnifying the light. And then it becomes more magnetic. And then it's going to pull that other person towards you rather than repelling them away. To focus on that connection with God. Bring that connection with him into your other relationships. So Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. We're asking for wisdom and understanding and insight into how connection works. How it has two sides and how these sides fit together. And we're asking for your help to stay focused on our connection with you and to bring that connection with you to to our other relationships. to experience a whole new level of connection. So Father, we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember, God sent us his one and only son. All of us like sheep had turned to our own ways, we'd all gone astray. And he laid upon him the sins and the iniquities of us all. And by his stripes, we've been healed. His body was broken. He was crushed by God. He was smitten by God. All so that we could be right and holy and perfect in God's sight. Connected back to God. Made us whole. And God raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. And he raised us up together with him and seated us together with him. Made us one with him all through his one sacrifice. So Father, we thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. So after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. Into the kingdom of Jesus. He's a great king. He makes his people great. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes us new. And gives us this new covenant with God this blood-sworn oath that God is with us and for us and working for our good. His covenant, he will not break. So Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. So one of the concepts... After we take communion, we usually talk about some health and fitness tips. Because I truly believe health and fitness, physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. And so we've talked before about the difference between training versus working out. And when we go in, we train. We have a a plan. We have a purpose. We're keeping records. We're tracking over time versus just going in and working out and kind of going through the motions, doing whatever. And I was just, I, I kind of had an example of this that highlighted the power of this the other day so my daughter and I were playing tennis she likes to play tennis and as we're playing tennis we're just hitting back and forth and I said why don't we try this let's see how many hits in a row we can we can get a rally going where we just go back and forth without stopping how many hits can we go back and forth without stopping let's see how many we can get and so now we got a goal we got a plan we got a target we got a purpose are just trying to hit back and forth consecutively without stopping versus just hitting and going through the motions. And now all of a sudden, for both of us, our level of focus increases. And we get up to like, let's say, 20 hits. And now we want to beat that. We want to get further. And so now we're training. We're not just going through the motions and hitting. We're, we're training. We've got a plan. We've got a goal. We've got a purpose. We've got something we're focused on. And that same principle applies into so many things, I think. Having a plan and a purpose and some tracking and all these types of things versus just going in and doing whatever and going through the motions. I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.